welcome to another episode of Olio. My name is Elijah, and in today's episode, I wanted to kind of do a little talk about the emotional power of video games. Um, and kind of as, you know, uh, a growing kid, adult, I guess, uh, why I love them, why I love video games, um, and the stories that they hold. Um, first I'll give you a little bit of, a little bit of context. Um, I am in my car right now, which is where I tend to record podcasts. I've got a little blanket. It's almost midnight. Um, and I don't know why I just felt like tonight would be nice, nice evening to record my podcast to put out on Tuesdays which is what I'm trying to do, by the way. Um, yeah, today was kind of exciting because I, um, you know, am in the process of, like I talked about last week, moving to dorms, the dorm for high, uh, not high school, uh, for college. And um, I'm really excited. Uh, I met my roommate and we chatted and it went really well. And we are... Um, you know, kind of working on transitioning some stuff around the house, moving things around so that my old bedroom, which is the basement, will be able to become somebody else's or more like a hangout room. So a lot of moving stuff around, getting things ready, preparing things, preparing emotionally, mentally. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool, really exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, with that, let's kind of move here into the subject of today, which, like I said, is going to be about um, the emotional power of video games and really what that means. We're going to dive into that in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, and I think the first thing that I want to start about or start with in this is talking about one of my strongest emotions or one of the emotions that I experience a lot from a lot of different things music, photos, um, so many different things. Uh, and that is nostalgia. N nostalgia for me is a m huge, huge emotion. Um, I'm someone who's very nostalgic, very, you know, I, I see everything with a uh, rose-tinted glasses or whatever that phrase is. I don't know if that's the right phrase, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, even experiences with people and relationships and... Um, you know, in, in eras of time uh, and things like that, I, I get very sentimental, um, and and I I just love that. I, I love everything. I love looking back at old photos, listening back to old music I've made, watching old videos I've made, um, and you know, another thing for me is playing games. Um, so, you know, a lot of times when you play a game, there is a story attached to that. And there are, you know, the reason why I don't say the story is in the game itself, because a lot, you know, there are a lot of games that are very story driven and they have a, a narrative written into the game. But I feel like, you know, still there is a whole story that kind of surrounds a game um, for a person, just like it would if you're somebody who watches a movie or somebody who listens to music and you, you know, but maybe you don't get video games. It's kind of like, if you were watching a movie and you really love watching a movie and you can kind of 
you know, or reading a book, right? And you're you're putting yourself into the main character's shoes and you're watching things happen and, and you know, you feel, you know, saddened when something hard happens or joy when something happy happens when you're reading or watching them, you know. Um, but in a video game, you take on that character, you know. So you take on that character's actions, sometimes choices um, in relationships even, um, you know, on, on some of the more deeper games. But even just on a basic level, you take on that character's actions, even if it's in a really, like, you know, chaotic, like a shooter game or something or like a, you know, game like Minecraft where it's, you know, a whole bunch of different things going on in that game. But you take on that character. So everything that you would normally feel emotionally from you know, just watching a story, narrative, piece of, of a movie, you're actually feeling on another level in a video game. So kind of jumping back to the story itself that I was kind of saying, why I say it surrounds a video game. Because I think there, I, I, I think that because there are so many other things that will build up your emotion your, your emotional connection towards a game. So, yes, the story of the game itself, you'll, you know, that sticks with it, but also maybe a phase you're going through in your life or memories and a story you have playing the game with someone, if it's multiplayer, or maybe if it's a single-player game, you remember sitting in your favorite spot, curled up with a blanket, you know, playing your favorite game on the couch. Or maybe you remember, you know, being, I don't know, nine years old with your Nintendo DS trying to hide under the covers from from your parents. Um, and you remember certain games like that. And that's all part of the story of each game. And that gets, you know, embedded into the game itself. So now going back and playing that game at any other time, you kind of remember these things and you feel these things that you haven't felt since, you know, your first experiences with the game. Um, and obviously it's not the exact same, right? You know, it also is like one of those things where I feel like once you play a game for the first time, you will never get that first time back. You'll never be able to get that experience back, you know, and it will never, it will never be the same. Um, I always think of that and here's where things are going to get a little bit off, off of, you know, the, everyone understanding and more into okay if you're into video games you'll know what i'm talking about <laughs> but take a game like the legend of zelda breath of the wild okay this is a game that came out uh i think in like 2016 or something like that and it shook the world like everybody loved this game they were, i mean everyone was raving about it and the thing with this game this is what i think encompasses this effect most out of all the games i've ever played once you experience the magic of that game and, and realize how vast the world is in that game and how, you know, how um, the story impacts everything going on in the world around you in the game, right? Once you experience that for the first time, no matter how many replays you do or other things you do, you're never going to get that magic back. And it's the same with a movie, right? If you watch a movie and you learn the, you know, the big spoiler that happens at the end, 
you know, even no matter how many times you rewatch the movie, you're never going to get that first surprised, magical feeling of having something revealed to you. Um, so it's never as good as the first time, but playing games months, years down the line can remind you of that. And those initial impressions that you have of a game never never completely disappear, right? Um, so all of that is like tied to nostalgia, right? So for me, why do I play a game like Mario Kart Double Dash, which is legit, like that's a game that was on the Nintendo GameCube. That thing, that game came out in like 2003, year after I was born. And why do I play a game like that now? Well, yeah, I do love it. Like it's a fun game just generally, right? Even if you have no connection to it. But I also have an immense connection to this game. And that game is one that doesn't even have a story to it. It literally has no story. But I, there is a, you know, I'm saying there's no narrative in game. But there is a big story surrounding that game that I, you know, is unique to me. That only I experience. And when I think of that game, I think of, boy, so many things. Um, You know, I think of being however young I was when we got that GameCube and sitting on the floor with my brother and, you know, playing as our favorite characters on our favorite maps and exploring the maps and driving around and just having a blast and then being really excited when we get my dad, when we convince my dad to plug in a third controller and play with us and we would do the battle mode together. And then I remember, you know, getting older and then trying to do kind of more weird things with the game where I tried to plug in like different controllers like they had a uh, a Donkey Kong Bongo controller and we tried to plug that in and see what happens and then when I got even older I started to play the game um I I tried to speed run it for a little while which means play the game really fast and then I you know I remember trying to stream the game you get what I'm saying there are all of these things that you have connected to a game and that to me is so special and for me that's on like a that happens with pretty much every game right um and so as somebody who's extremely nostalgic and you know has a hard time with changes um playing an old game like that can bring someone a lot of comfort and a lot of peace and just like you know realizing that like hey a lot of things are changing right now but this game hasn't changed still a blast timeless um and it allows you to kind of put yourself back in that character's shoes you know do whatever is being done in the game experience what it has to offer all over again um you know, anytime you want, you know, um, so that's kind of the nostalgic piece of it, and the next, like, big category of it is, for me, emotionally, video games can be such a good way to unwind, and I know this is, like, like, a lot of people, like, well, yeah, duh, like, that's what you do, like, you play video games when you're relaxing or chilling or you know you're being lazy or whatever and you're just playing video games but like mentally um as somebody who 
you know, struggles with anxiety and depression, video games are an incredible way to allow my brain to relax. And, you know, while also, like, staying focused on something or, you know, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I'm trying my best. But, you know, it's like when I come home after a long day of work or something, like coming home to be able to play a game that just suits my pace is the best thing ever, you know? I mean, I like listening to music. I like watching YouTube videos or something too. But like, you know, when you're really, really anxious or you're really, really depressed and, you know, even sometimes when it's really hard and you have a tough time getting out of bed and, you know what, sometimes I, if I'm having a tough time getting out of bed, I can pop on a game for a little bit, you know, while I'm in bed and play a little bit, you know, kind of join that world, if you will, and that can help me get motivated and that can help me say, oh, like, okay, just time, like, but it'll get you energized in a way while also not pushing you you're able to relax still but you're also kind of being energized in the same at the same time again it's very hard to explain um but it's just an amazing experience you know to be able to have a medium that you're participating in you're active and you know it's not passive like a video that you're just watching but you're active in it but yet it still allows you to be relaxed and at ease and again, like I was saying, nostalgic-wise, like, comforted. So when I'm really anxious or something, and I'm having a really rough day, you know, if I pop on some, I don't know, try to think what some of my comfort games are. I know this is weird, but right now, like, Overwatch, um, or, you know, Animal Crossing for a while there, Stardew Valley, some more relaxing games. But that brings me to the next point of, me saying, oh yeah, I feel super relaxed when I play Overwatch. Um, for those of you who don't know, Overwatch is a is a, a first-person hero shooter game. So it's very, very fast-paced, very intense, very competitive scene. Um, that being said, I, I played on the, the uh, Nintendo Switch, so I'm not super competitive. But, um, you know, that is a game that even though it is extremely intense... Uh, is comforting. And I know it's odd because, like, it's a shooter game and, like, okay, violence, yeah, but it's still really, really comforting to play a game like this that, again, nostalgic-wise, like, brings me so much comfort because I have so many good memories surrounding this game. And, you know, it's just... I don't really have anything else to say, honestly, with that. <laughs> like, it's really comforting. And of course, if you play other games, and that's what I was saying, like, yeah, Overwatch there too. But like, if I'm playing like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley or uh, what is it called? A Short Hike um, or some of those games that are just really meant to be relaxing. That also helps. And I'm a big, I, you know, I enjoy those a lot. Um, so then kind of the, another piece here that I'm thinking about, I know I'm, I'm putting a lot of pieces to this, this same the same topic but um i think video games are an incredible way to bond with other people and possibly meet new people completely new people and bond with those people 
Um, so this manifests in a lot of different ways. Everyone kind of has it differently. A lot of people, you know, will play games and you can have a voice chat on and chat in the game. And, you know, you'll directly meet new people through that and you can stay in touch. I know my brothers have done things like that. Um, for me, I haven't necessarily done that, you know. I, I tend to not really have voice chat on anyways, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of weird with that. <laughs> but anyways, for me, it tends to be like with people who I'm just getting to know. Or maybe people who I know or have known for a long time. But you just kind of get to know them on another level when you play a video game with them. Um, you know, and, and you get to learn how each other work and, you know, how each other think. And even how you each other talk in like a heated moment if it gets really heated or, you know, um, or how you work together in a game like Take Minecraft. How well can you work together? You know, if there's a bunch of zombies coming at you, how well can you fight them off? Or how well can you communicate on how you want to create a house out of wooden logs and cobblestone? Um, I know it seems arbitrary, but legitimately it's helping you learn so much about a person um and so you know sometimes that's done online and i th honestly that's probably how most of it's done these days you put a headset on and you know you talk with with friends through something like discord which i use discord a lot um and you chat with friends and you play you know games like that um or sometimes what I think is is the best possible way is good old-fashioned couch co-op. And that is if you are sitting next to someone physically or sitting sit next, ideally sitting next to a good group of people, right? If you're going to play Smash Brothers and you got like maybe, I don't know, three or more people, I mean, even if you've got like seven of you and you're all playing Smash Bros, like that is one hell of a time. I mean, you get to know every person and everyone's characters and everyone's laughing and having a good time and maybe fighting a little bit, but, like, it's all getting good fun. And uh, I don't know. You just get to learn everyone. And, again, as somebody who often struggles with feeling lonely and, uh, you know, that kind of thing in my own personal life, there is something about that community of people just having a good time and, and playing a game and kind of being absorbed into this world, if you will, um, while also, you know, communicating with each other and all these different things in the real world, um, that just is so fun, you know? And for me, there's nothing, there's not really another experience that tops that level, you know? I, I mean, that's honestly my, like, probably my favorite thing to do. Like, my dream activity would be Let's grab like seven of like the most fun people or even not fun or people who you don't really know, literally anyone and plop them on a couch and just play some games. Um, and it's just awesome, you know, and, and emotionally you feel connected and and like you're learning things about these people. Um, and yeah, it's it's really cool. Some of those games that I that come to mind are Minecraft. I mean, I don't play that as much now, but I mean, even back COVID 2020, um, Minecraft was amazing, amazing to have. Um, literally, there were times where, I know this is weird, but 
I would hop on Minecraft and well, I was I said I know this is weird, but maybe it's not weird. I would hop on Minecraft and I would, you know, I'd plan a thing with a friend. I would go on Minecraft and I would go on a Discord call with that friend, which is a voice call. And since we couldn't see each other in person to catch up and we didn't really want to do Zoom because we were like all zoomed out, we would just kind of play Minecraft and chat and catch up and kind of see each other in the game, if you will. And that was just so amazing to have during COVID. Um, and so, yeah, for me, Minecraft was a big game like that to do over the internet. That being said, my favorite couch co-op games, which is when you're everyone's in the same room and you're all playing next to each other, which is my favorite. I'd say that's the optimal way. Everyone loves Mario Kart, so that's on my list. I mean, who who can't get behind a Mario Kart game, right? Almost everyone loves Super Smash Brothers. Um, that game's awesome. Towerfall, that's one I just got introduced to recently. Also an amazing couch co-op game. And this indie game, Treadnoughts. Just check it out if you're into couch co-op stuff, or couch party games. Uh, Treadnoughts, a lot of fun. Um, and so, tying this back to the emotional piece, all of that, all of that identity and all of these unique stories are wrapped up in each individual game. So when I think of what the game I just mentioned, Treadnoughts, I have a completely different picture in my mind than any other game. When I think of Treadnoughts, I think of me, my brother Camden, and my dad holding sideways Joy-Cons, one, one, you know, one Joy-Con sideways, and playing that game on the TV, and my, my dad, who like never plays games, just having a blast, and us laughing so hard that we were like crying, and like having a great time with that in the living room. When I think of Smash Brothers, I think of you know, being in the school lunchroom and playing with a bunch of friends. I think of playing on the projector at another friend's house, drinking Mountain Dew until like past midnight um, and just laughing and having a great time. And, you know, again, I could go on and on and on. Like every single game has its own story. I think of Zelda and I'm alone at my house. I'm playing this game on the TV with the windows open as the fresh air wafts in and it's nice and quiet. I'm just enjoying the peace and quiet. Um, that's the image I get. That's the emotion that I feel when I just even think about this. So when you now go back and you play that game, all of those things are amplified. Um, and it really is just like an interactive time capsule of so many different things and um i just think that's really cool and i don't know if a lot of people read into video games like that um or just if the average person thinks of video games if they think of that but you know that's how it is for me and um you know that's the same reason why if you follow my user page on spotify you probably see i listen to video game soundtracks a lot <laughs> when I'm, i'll be driving and i'll be and be like i want to pop on the uh you know the um, zelda soundtrack or something and um because it brings you back you know it really does and um each time you play a game again you're creating even more memories with it so it's quite an amazing thing so that being said if you're not a gamer you know that's all right uh you don't really need to be you know to to enjoy this kind of thing there are 
are interactable, you know, um, interactable, that's not a word, I don't think, I don't know, um, there are interactive apps and games and, you know, you can find this kind of thing in, in really, you know, you can find this kind of relationship in pretty much anything in your life, but for me, it's most found in video games and, you know, video games are more available, more accessible than ever, um, so, you know, I would, uh, definitely recommend giving it a shot if you haven't already and uh you know cherish those moments that you have with them um yeah and I, I guess that's really all I have to say for this episode I know I, I just want to I feel like I just rambled like I feel like I went on a tangent I had it planned out <laughs> you see but it didn't all come out that way so I hope it kind of made sense kind of what I was trying to get at but um you know Video games are a really important part of my life, and I don't think that's ever going to really change. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Olio. Make sure to stay tuned for next Tuesday for another episode. Um, If you have any ideas, any subjects you'd like me to talk about, absolutely let me know. Just get in touch with me somehow. Um, Yeah. Once again, thank you for listening, and have a good morning afternoon or night. Peace.